We're back. It's Tech 411, and we've got all your latest CES 2017 news. That's right, and we'll figure out, do you really need an 8K computer monitor? All that and more. Tech 411 starts now. Your personal guide to everything tech. Tech 411. Tech 411 with Oscar Santana and Todd Moore. Salutations. Welcome to Tech 411 2017 style. I'm Oscar Santana. And I'm Todd Moore, and this is show number 164. Thanks for tuning in, and no need for a milk carton. We are here. Yeah, we're We're back. back. We're back, baby. No missing a show. Now, there may be missing shows throughout the year. We can't guarantee anything. But as far as tech is concerned, the full staff is back. The trifecta is here. Todd Moore, Mac McIntosh, and Oscar Santana here to give you all the latest tech news and I think we should start off with CES, if that's cool with you, Todd, the of Consumer course, Electronics yeah. Show. Another year when we're not there, but you know what? Not our fault. They need to pay our way. We're big <laughs> enough stars for us to be on Radio Row. I got a text from our friend Paul in Las Vegas. They said, hey, I'm at Radio Row. Where's your booth? I said, you might want to check in Washington, D.C. because the tickets didn't come in the mail. <laughs> but we still love the show. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. So CES yeah. is a dream. It's the dream show for any tech head out there. And so much has happened in the past day, I would say, because it's a pre-show and then the show goes on for five days. The first two days are most important. What are your what are your key takeaways from CES this year so far? Well, I want to start with more screens with Razer coming out with a new laptop called Razer Project Valerie. This thick 15-pound laptop Whoa. is going to have three screens, Oscar. It's the origami of laptops because it literally transforms into a three-screen laptop. That's right. And you gamers are going to love that it comes with a GTX 1080 graphics card, which is uh, currently top of the line for, for laptops. Uh, real quick, I want to mention HP made a decision to come out with a slightly thicker laptop, and I just want to give them props for that because we're so programmed right now to go thinner, 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 which isn't always better. HP says they added three hours of battery life, and I just want to applaud them for their latest laptop. One thing is for sure, more pixels, as always. Um, Let's go to the real product that's being released by Dell. It is the world's first 8K resolution monitor uh comes in at 32 inches man the resolution on it is is crazy it's 7680 by 4320 pixels that's 32.2 million pixels now uh the price tag is is a little much of course it's five thousand dollars and i couldn't think of one reason why you'd need this and let me tell you why because i actually bought this monitor the 4K version of this monitor, the 32-inch, and I'm still not sold because the pixels are so small that I feel like, I don't know, I feel like I'm always squinting to read stuff, and then you have to, like, bump up all the font sizes and all that. But 8K is just, it's ridiculous. I I just can't imagine uh, why, unless you're doing some, like, crazy video editing, photo editing. I just don't know why anyone would want an 8K monitor. Yeah, and it's interesting because if if you think back a couple years ago, let's just say when the first 4K monitors that were relatively reasonably priced for your gateway consumers that were going to spend the thousands to see what they were about, as you just mentioned, I remember going over and seeing them 
first at your uh, office and then seeing them in your typical Apple store as they were selling them as part of the new the 5K model. Yeah, the, new, the new 5K mm-hmm. model. I still sat there and I said, look, I know I have astigmatism, but I really can't tell the difference anymore. Like this all looks great. <laughs> yeah. Right? No, I'm with you, man. So, you know, they'll, they'll keep pushing the limits of, of pixels and dots per inch. Um, but I, I feel like, I feel like we're good. You know, I feel like 1080p is not enough, you know, for, for gamers. I, I kind of like having a little bit more, but 4k is like, it's almost too much. 8k way too much. And for those of you not in the know, I finally have joined the gaming world as this past holiday season. Congratulations. Thank you. Santa slash Todd Moore sent me a link to a Dell Aurora fire sale, uh, which is part of the Alienware family. And I picked that up. I haven't hooked it up completely yet, but I will be on Overwatch soon enough and I will join the clan. You guys, is that what it is? It's called a clan. Sure. I'll join. Sure. I'll we'll start a clan called Tech Four One One, and all of you can join and protect me as we fight through. And Todd apparently will yell "Flank left, flank right" as the night continues. Yes. Well, we will guard you, and you'll Please. be like the the president walking well, a, down. The I want to be celebrity. Like your secret I'm, service. I'm the celebrity gamer, and you guys make sure that I rank up and I don't take a dive because you know that the more I'm involved, the greater our points are going to be because we're going to have the masses, the listeners, come on board and play with us. Now, there are allegations, Todd, and I want you to clear Ooh. them up here okay. in 2017 that you can become a little bossy as the night <laughs> as the night continues and the adult beverages are are being poured where uh, at times you start giving commands to people uh, in, yeah. in certain tones and manners that maybe aren't the most polite is that you true? know it's funny because once I do have a couple drinks in me I just turn into like seal team six and I just <laughs> yeah. start coming up with awesome by the way awesome strategies yes. that normally should work. You know, if people would follow my orders, but uh, it never seems to work out for me, though. I would like to make a quote. Yes, please. A quote. Do not pass the wall. (laughs) You will not get it. There's no way you will get what it's a reference to. Well, I can already, I can picture it. Look, I used to be, I was online gaming uh, while you were still figuring out what puberty was, uh, Mac, when I was on Halo uh, online with uh, the Xbox 360 and everybody thought I was crazy. And I said, no, 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 no. You don't understand. You can literally play with your friends in Vietnam. And what's also great, and I was talking to Mac before the show, I said, is Overwatch the type of game that when you start playing online, this is PC gaming, a whole new world for me, that if you're if you're that into the game that you will start hearing accents from other continents come through the later in the in the night you play mm-hmm. if you're on Eastern Standard Time. That's true. Because I remember being on Halo for the 360 online for Xbox Live, and then the Kiwis would start coming around 5 a.m., and I'm like, oh, it's probably time to go to bed because it's almost 6 a.m. in the morning. Does that happen with you guys? Yep, absolutely. Sometimes, yeah. Of course, the game we're talking about is is Overwatch. It's the only game I'm playing right now. Um, and if you want to add me, uh, my battle tag is Sigint, S-I-G-I-N-T, n- uh, number sign 11570. If you're gonna, what about you, Mac? Overwatch. It's uh, Nathan Hale, number 1865. Nice. Well, you I'll... can join our little clan. Yeah, and, it's spelled H uh, A L E. 
Good to know. Good to know. Hey, just quick note on this Razor yep. Blade Pro, the 17-inch. Uh, it look, it's like it is an origami of 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 laptops. The three-screen process when you when you all play at home, whether it's PC gaming or or, or any graphics work, is three screens too many? I thought two was enough. You can never have enough uh, screens. Okay. This this laptop, yeah, it has three screens, but they also introduced this projector. You got to give it to Razer. I just bought their mouse just for uh, – actually, someone gave it to me as a present for Overwatch specifically, and it has like 10,000 DPI. It's like insane. Mm -hmm. It's an insane you know, mouse. And so Razer's known for kind of giving – an edge to to gamers yeah. and they're really coming out with good good products for, so even though for a yeah. new for a noob like me and, I, and again i apologize cutting you off is the three screen experience because when i walk into a microsoft store i did that over the holidays every game they were playing was on three screens i felt like i had missed some sort of <laughs> social cue that two is not enough I don't need Mac. Can you play like Overwatch with three screens? How does that work? I don't think you can do it for Overwatch. I mean, the whole th uh, playing on all three screens with the seamless. Not very many games can do that. I'm not a huge fan of that. I prefer the multiple screens for multitasking because I'll have like a guide on one screen, the main game on one screen. Because I currently have two monitors yes. where I have the bigger monitor. That's where my game is, and I have the guide or Google or something on my other screen. So you have yeah. a reference screen on the right, I, but I'm you not, have a main I'm not monitor. A, yeah, I'm not a huge fan of a video using up all three screens because it's very wide aspect ratio. Got it, got it. Well, I'm, I'm, again, if that's a noob question, I apologize. I just, the, the setups I see, and I know that they're selling you in these stores, have been with these three screens. And I said, well, I'm not playing World of Warcraft. I'm not doing any of these other games, but do you need three? The answer may be no. But the other question I have, if, if we as we seamlessly pivot into some more CES news, the world of VR seemed to really have been hyped up before this latest CES. But from the from what I'm reading here in the trades, it's there isn't much to be to be told about or even be said about this VR experience because you still have Oculus uh, yeah. and you have the Vive as your top dogs in the space. Right, and and what I'm seeing out of CES is a lot of accessories being added yes. into yeah. the experience. Whether it's like a, a real, you know, assault rifle or handgun, these are the things that, you know that will appear in your VR world, and then they'll feel real when you're holding them. And it seems like that that was most of the announcements coming out. And still, VR is just so new. The headsets are, are so new. I would be pretty upset if, if you know, Vive came out with, like, version 2's here, and it's, like, 4K in each eye. And I'd be like, man, I should have waited. Yeah, it's but, a year uh, later. I think it's too early for them to come out with the second version. And I and I did a little research because I'm on the brink uh, after having a debate with Mac about if my Aurora was VR ready. Uh, and and I, I think I have to wait a little bit. But everyone I talk to, even the guys in the stores, say, uh, the Vive has a better value proposition because of the dollars it takes to get room scale and the, and the ability and the actual execution of room scale within your VR experience compared to the Oculus. And yeah, it's so important to have that room scale. In fact, I, I took the, my whole system home for Christmas and uh, had my dad try it out, 76-year-old man in there painting in three dimensions. Oh, wow. Everyone in the whole family, they've never experienced it before. All of them were blown away. 
and you know my brother's kids are just like we got to get this for the house so it's it's a lot of fun it's I, I can tell you after hauling all the uh, gear down there, it's, you know, it's quite an effort. It's you know, like a, it's not setting up a home stereo back in the nineties. You know, it's even worse. Yeah. I mean, you got to mount these two speakers up on the wall in the corners <laughs> of the room and I had tripods everywhere oh so it could be God. portable. So I did it the best I could, yes. but it's still, you know, it takes 30 minutes to an hour to get this thing set up and, and ready to go. So not the most portable of um, gaming systems out there. And that's why, you know, most people just have a dedicated room to, to, you know, to, to allow others to quickly get in and out of these VR experiences. Now I have a counterpoint to uh, the Vive. Go ahead, I, I, I don't, I want to say right now, I have, I 95% of the time the Vive is better, but for Oscar, specifically Oscar, Oscar Fantana. I think he might want to go with the Oculus because of where he lives. Yes. Well, he wouldn't be able to probably set up room scale. That's what I'm saying. You do have to have a, oh, what is it? I think it's five foot by eight or something. Uh, maybe it's with a little no bit smaller. Furniture. For, for, those of you, yeah. for those of you at home, uh, what's happening right now is two of my friends are <laughs> taking the back of their hands and slapping me in the face. They're basically in, in 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 the nicest way possible, saying, "I have such a small home that room scale is just not possible." And yeah. are they right? Absolutely. Where I sat here and I wanted to like like a Python snap back at Mac as he was telling me that my house, the gingerbread house I bought in downtown DC, <laughs> is too small for a room scale. He, I sat there and I said, no, he is right. I would have to set this up in the backyard if I wanted to go room scale. And if you're talking about 20, 30 minutes before a thunderstorm comes in, it's curtains. It is yeah. curtains. Well, the Vive also, you know, supports non-room scale. You can yeah. set it. You have to basically configure it when you set it up. You know, do you want to just be sitting, you no. know, kind of like Once I went room scale, I can't go press. back, man. I know there's another yeah. experience. Yeah. I can't yeah, I sit there and just start man. waving my hands. Well, it's like a you know, it's like a guy with a boat. You know, you don't want to be the guy that owns the boat. You just want to know someone that has one, yeah, right? And, and so now, you know me. Now you I, just come over and use it. Yeah, but then I, I I bought the boat. I just haven't bought the motor yet. Might as well just return the motor. <laughs> Jeez. But no. But I'm excited for you. You've got the square footage. Your boy does not. Maybe I can be the expert. Barely, by the way. Maybe Barely. I could be the guy that knows how to do everything sitting down, and you guys can be the guys that know how Look, to do everything. If you're willing to move up. your couch out of the living room and get rid of your coffee table, you could probably pull it off. <laughs> we'll just stand the couch up on the end and kind of push it up in the corner. It would work. Now, have you, Todd? Have you played any games without the room scale? Great question. I have not actually. Because um, I'm curious, because I haven't tested, I haven't seen many people do it. Everybody I see using VR has the room scale. I initially set it up so that it wasn't room scale, and I, but I just so quickly was like, okay, I want the real thing, you know? Yeah. So I didn't really get into it that much, but it works. I mean, if you, and you can still like look around and experience and see your hands and all that with the vibe, which I think is the most important part, being able to see your hands in the virtual experience. And that's why I always recommended Vive over Oculus because it took them so long to come out with their hand units. You know what also has, has me really kind of jazzed? And yes, I just used the word jazzed. Uh, how about the word excited is better uh, about this entire experience, Todd? And we briefly spoke about this at a holiday party we were at right before uh, the new year where these three, these three monitor 
experiences, these physical three monitors that are in front of you, whether it's this new Razer laptop or your standalone monitors, or if you need two monitors, the virtual reality world really has set it's and it's it the platform is built for the idea that you may never need a monitor again because you could have multiple monitors within your actual virtual reality world right yeah you could have an 8k monitor in your vr experience because you could sit there and have as many monitors as you'd like if the right software's out there and run as many programs as you want without having the actual physical monitors because what you're viewing is your perspective yeah, no, you're you're absolutely right. And I think, you know, I mentioned it earlier, once we get to like 4K in each eye, it's going to be incredible. It already is pretty good, um, but you can still see pixels, you know, even with the headset on. Um, but some of the experiences, I've, I recently downloaded Google uh, World to to the, the headset, and it, I think that's what it's called. I'm looking uh, it up right now. Three, 3D Earth or Google Google Earth. Okay. And they have a VR experience and it just blew my mind. And because you can you can pick where you want to go in the world and you can just walk around and experience these areas. And oh, is it Street wow, View? Does it use the Street cool. View? It actually uses Google Earth. So it's better than Street View in the sense that um, in some cities like New York, they've actually converted um, all the satellite imagery into 3D models. And so I'm walking around like Godzilla in between oh, all the buildings there. I'm showing Mac a, a rendition right now and a demo on YouTube of what you're talking about yeah. right now. It is phenomenal. It, I'm telling wow. you, man, I was, I was down here just blown away. And it is just such an amazing experience because you get to go all over the world and experience these really cool places you've never been. And it seems like you're there. It seems like you're a giant walking around, but you get to you get to actually, you know, experience you can fly it. Fly around. And, That's cool. And you can grab the sun and you can like make it turn into a sunset and see what the place looks like, you know, while the sun is setting or when it's directly above you. You can kind of alter that whole experience. And I was blown away. I was absolutely blown away. It's totally free. Wow. Google put it out and it really shows the capabilities of the VR. It really does. How's your Pixel headset uh, compare? Look, and and again, if we're getting too deep. And by uh, the way, I never mentioned that, did I? I ended up buying the Pixel. You know that. Yeah, yeah, we might have not not mentioned that on the program. Our last show. We thought about it. We talked about it. You weren't sure. We brought a couple guys on uh, for the last show. That was in November, uh, the end of November. And, you know, listening to their stories convinced me. So when Cyber Monday came around, I ended up buying the, uh, the Pixel. And for, for a really discounted rate, and man, I'm I'm totally sold on it. It's such a great phone. It's so fast, and it's daydream compatible, and which is actually a pretty good experience. You know, it's a step up from cardboard. Yeah, and look, uh, as far as the Pixel is concerned, more and more people, and I, and again, I don't know if this was the Samsung uh, effect where they some people moved away from Samsung because of the battery situation, but I've. And just yesterday, I talked to another a colleague of ours, and you know him, and so do you, Mac. Tom Likas from the West Coast, that he's on a Google Pixel now. And more and more people on a daily basis, they t- tell me that they've got this new phone. I'm like, yeah, the iPhone 7, everybody's got that. No, no, 
Google Pixel. Like, I think they've really captured some serious market share. I kind of do too because of the, you know, Apple dropped the ball by removing, you know, the headphone jack. And I think they pissed off a few people. Uh, they recently came out with, you know, laptop that just doesn't seem like a pro version at all. And that's upset a lot of the the pro users. And I think people are getting a little upset and thinking about switching just like I did, just like, you know, um, our friend Dave did. And I've, I've just heard that story over and over now, you know, Apple will be fine. They're still making billions and billions yeah. of dollars, but I gotta, I think I'm seeing all the innovation coming from Google right now, even though Apple led the way, uh, I think they dropped the ball. And the, the fact that Apple doesn't even have a, a VR headset at this so point. So strange. It's so strange. Oh, um, man. Of course, I was talking to Robert Scoble about this, and he he claims that the uh, iPhone 8 is going to blow everyone away. Oh, I mean, and the hot chick's it, already here. Like, if it's a <clears> Pixel, <throat> yeah, I mean, but if, she, if she's going to get me, I'm, you know, I'm an iPhone, I'm a, I'm a Mac guy and a, an Apple guy, so I'm going to get the 8 when it comes out. But right. it's still, I wish we were having this conversation about the, the, the company who really innovated at all and really changed the way we looked at phones, right? Yeah. Yeah. Man. And, I, and well, if you believe Scoble, they're going to come out, Apple's going to come out with a sheet of glass that's going to allow for augmented reality. So oh. I don't necessarily believe that, that time to break you know, up. it's, it's going to be a sheet of glass. I think they'll probably mount a camera into the center of the phone so that it may end up looking like you're looking through the phone Whoa. and it may be able to offer something like what Google's already doing, Project Tango, yeah. uh, with augmented reality. And, and then Tim Cook seems to have said that's been their focus. They think there's more uh, more usefulness in, in AR than, than VR. And I'm just kind of blown away by that. I'm like, it's it's VR is still a, a step towards AR. There's no reason to just skip over that. And it seems like that's what, what Apple's deciding to do. And I, I think that's a bad strategy. Can you, can you, and look, uh, for the lay person out there, could you differentiate the world, the, the, the AR and VR worlds? Because it, they're easily confused. Yeah, well, VR, the only difference is like you, you, so AR is you get to see the physical world around you. And then there's, you know, um, it's overlaid on top like the of the Pokemon that. adventures. Yeah, that's yeah, just Pokemon like Go. a really. You know, Very primitive, cheap, simple. Yeah, cheap it's not really AR, but yes. so yeah. Imagine you, you're just sitting around in a living room with all your friends, and you got glasses on. You could be playing like an animated version of chess on the coffee table, even though the pieces aren't there. But everybody Ooh, would see them from their perspective. So it's augmenting your, you know, your actual reality. Whereas VR is, you're just you're completely somewhere different. Okay, well then that's a, that's that's a nice differentiator right there. A nice way to put a pin in that because as we see this technology develop, it it really it can, the sky's the limit as far as I'm concerned. I'm actually shocked there isn't more VR out there, but because it is a two-sided market, it also depends on how many people are downloading these games, right? Because developers yeah. aren't going to develop unless there's a market for it. And, I, and I, all I know is developers are excited about VR. Uh, when I was at GDC last year, I mean, I couldn't even get into these these uh, these VR Todd presentations. Moore. You know, like, unless I got there an hour early, there was no way to get in. It was packed. There was a line as far as you could see of developers wanting to learn all about VR and and how to how to program to it. And um, 
and the fact that you know as a as a someone who just purchased unity and has a professional license to to develop for you know unity apps now you're uh, bragging they make all of it well i'm i'm bringing that up because I'm, I'm, unity I'm just right now you. i don't even know what unity is teach me <laughs> it's please. the most popular video game development kit out there for for making you know game titles okay and a lot of it's it's cheap for independent developers. You can get a free copy of it. Uh, so like everyone's gravitating toward it. It's easy because it's uh, a programming language like C sharp. So it's not as difficult as C plus plus. But the point being, like I've made VR apps using this, and it's so easy. It's it's so easy to, to do that. And you know, of course, we we created a prototype for white noise to be able to walk around like uh, some some kind of interesting audio experiences like you're actually seeing beach waves crashing on your private island we're mm. going to build this out this year i'm really excited about vr and I, I it just blows my mind that apple doesn't even have a um a computer that supports vr well even they when you put the phone in it doesn't work like if you, know, you buy a generic uh, headset, it, you have to find the right app that it works on. And I'll give you an example. Right now, if you get on the, the iOS app store and you dare to put a cardboard, and, and anybody should technically know this, but there are little cardboard uh, logos on the VR apps that are meant for cardboard. And then there are other VR apps that just are a fortune that really don't offer you a good experience. And I'm passionate about it right now because my nephew and niece, my brother-in-law got them a VR headset, not knowing much about VR, not not anything expensive, but something you just put your phone in. And every time we put our iOS phone in, it was a horrible experience where he was like, I'm just sending this back. Clearly, the technology is not where it should be. And this headset's doing nothing for us. Hmm. I don't know, man. You do you think I look, I'm not look, I'm not saying I'm not a VR fan. Clearly, I've bought a computer to You're run not VR. A VR fan? No, I'm not saying I'm not. I am a huge fan. But what I'm not a fan of is that iOS is not offering a better experience for, and by iOS, I mean Apple, like you, you should be able to take your phone, like the Samsung gear and just jack it into something that, yeah. that Apple's offering you and then you can get going. Right. Yeah. I mean, I don't understand it. I don't understand Apple's strategy uh, with their laptops, uh, with the Mac pro that I bought, they haven't updated in four years. Uh, with like they don't want to support the the higher end graphics cards and in many ways this is why I've almost come back to the PC to be honest with you because I bought the PC uh, because of the VR that's yes. the only way you can experience good VR and I kind of got hooked into Windows 10 I kind of like it great um it's similar to Windows 7, but it has a it has an app store. And, I thought we'd yeah. never have this conversation. I thought Microsoft was dying on the vine, and now all I, I have friends that but that they went from the Mac Pro to the Surface Pro, and you're sitting there, you're like, you've made the switch. You people are now leaving this one once iconic company, for, and not because they're hipsters, it's because they built a better product on the other end. Yeah, yeah. And I think we'll get to it later or maybe now, but I, I really have been impressed with Microsoft's strategy this year. They've released some amazing products. Uh, Windows 10 is is very solid. In fact, in my spare time, I've been, you know, I've been developing on for Windows 10. I haven't, you know, I initially tried it for Windows 8 and hated the experience and then just recently started dabbling with Windows 10 development again. 
and I like it. I like it a lot. And it's um, and I ended up updating White Noise. Look at that for the Windows Store because yeah. I actually like the platform. But what got me back into it was VR because they're the only way to get that high end graphics card and VR experiences with a PC. And I just think again, Apple dropping the ball when it comes to VR. It's complete. And again, it is a watershed moment and we'll see what happens in the next few months to the, to a year as far as what the, and the next version of the, the iPhone will be. And if it's really going to change, but you're, I, I think you're absolutely correct. We might, I mean, I might, might eat my words. I don't know about you, but it really seems like if you're interested in this next gen computing and it VR is a part of that ecosystem, you really are, you're essentially pushed to the PC platform, which Microsoft owns at this time. Yeah. Right. Yeah. And, and yeah, I, I think Microsoft's doing a great job. Um, they came out and they updated their, their surface pro four, which ha has gotten, amazing reviews and then they came out with this surface studio which is like this giant tablet oh yeah pc awesome and yeah. expensive it's, but even awesome. though it's super expensive yeah. like this thing's amazing it's a like a 4k touchscreen 28 inch monitor and it has this cool little dial you could just slap right up on top of it and it seems like they're trying to win over the creative types that Apple appears to be neglecting at this point. You can draw on it. It's like it. And, and I used to say this about Apple products and excuse the term. This is not meant to be sexist anyway, but it looks like sex. It looks yeah. it's just it. It's it's a nice slim monitor. It looks like you know what, Todd? It's what the Mac it's it's what the Mac should be like an it's actual what the iMac. The should iMac be. should Absolutely be right. Yep. And it's just not that. And then someone said, they're not doing anything over here. We're just going to do it for them and we're going to capture the market. Man. Yeah. And, and instead, you know, Apple's coming out and they're replacing your function keys with some LED touch display that has not gotten great reviews, by the way. Um, so I don't know, man. It, it's kind of upsetting for me because I've been such a fan yeah. of Apple since, you know, the, the original iPhone. It, they hooked me in and I end up buying, I probably own like five or 10 Mac. PCs now. Well, your, you your, your whole workplace is full of Mac them. I get Mini. It, man. Yeah, yeah, Mac Minis everywhere at work. And, you know, it's just, I, I don't know. I, I don't think they're doing, um, I don't know. I don't know who's driving that company. They gotta throw Tim on, I don't know what he's doing. They got to throw on the Rocky music, man, and make a comeback. They got to <laughs> do it. They've been knocked well, out by Apollo. According, according to Scoble, they're going to make a big comeback with AR uh, this year and the iPhone 8. But, um, yeah, I wouldn't hold my breath. We have some time here before we get to apps of the week. If we don't, we might have a young man in an orange T-shirt uh, go home upset. But we have to touch on the N Nintendo Switch. Which yeah, a is, lot of Nintendo news. Which is the, the Nintendo's latest offering. It's going to come out in March, allegedly. Uh, I, I, If you're wondering, well, what's the Switch? We're also wondering that. Mac, without elaborating too much, explain the Switch to uh, the mom or dad or gamer at home that's wondering, is this something I can get into? This, the Nintendo Switch, is a gaming console that it's also can be turned into a handheld. Yes. You have it on a dock set up with your TV, so it's you're seeing everything on the TV. You take your controllers, put them on the side of it, pull it out of the dock, and then it becomes a portable gaming device. It's called an iPhone or a Pixel. <laughs> 
right? Why would they give you a second hardware piece to put into your pocket? Because your iPhone does not have the processing power of a gaming console. But you're so you're telling me that the gaming experience on the second screen uh, switch is is going to be more powerful than it could be on any device out there. On an iPhone, yeah, and also it's a much much bigger screen. This is like, I mean, you can say it's more like an iPad, but it's also you plug it into your TV. You can take your games that you play at home, yes, on your big screen TV and take them on, on the, the go. Fly. Yes, yeah, but 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 do you see my context? And again. The Switch may be, I used to think that the Nintendo DS was silly because why would you take another device in your pocket? But they were very popular and sold, uh, you know, at least a million units, if not more, or uh, in its lifetime. And then the DS 3D came out. People, 3DS, yeah. Yeah, people bought that. But I feel like Nintendo is still in a space where while they're, they are now offering certain titles on uh, your app stores... They're still making this hardware where I, I just keep on scratching my head and Todd, I don't know where you're at, where you see this device and you say, hey, like, why do you continue going down this road? Mm-hmm. Let me add one thing. Go ahead, Mac. Um, <clears throat> your phone has 32 gigabyte, gigabytes. Who knows or how 64, many I don't keep Maybe track. 128. Yes. But those games you download, they're like 10 gigabyte at most games. Okay. These are maybe 50 gigabyte games that you can keep keep swapping out you can keep buying games and you can keep swapping them out what about like a pulling game, them from a console. cloud is that possible is it something i could do in the future wouldn't that make more sense you will be a able to download right? onto your device but I, you could I, I, i'm with you look and mac don't get me wrong i'm going to be proved wrong because there's enough fans like you out there yeah. that are that are, would demand this type of product it just shocks me in a world where they could just back up the Brinks truck to whatever company they want that wants to exclusively offer their iOS games through their app store and then call it a day, but they continue going to this hardware. The world. hardware makes some money. I, I'm sure it does, but it, but again, you see the work it takes to make the hardware, I guess in my eyes, just kind of confuses me. Todd, what's your take? Well, uh, one thing we know is that the Nintendo Switch is not going to replace the 3DS. I, I originally assumed that would be their strategy. Uh, in fact, they're not even compatible. You can't use 3DS cartridges with this new device. You can't use the Wii U discs with this device. So this is a whole new platform. Yeah. And I just, you know, I, I don't know. I don't think that's a good strategy either. Say, here's... I. It blows my mind they're doing that. To I don't fair, see why this is going to be a success, I guess. To be you fair, know? nobody got the Wii U. So you won't need to even worry about that crossover from Wii U to Switch. They want to so make... they didn't have they enough make consumers. Sh- they're going to pretend like that didn't happen. They want to make like sure... Like Tokyo Drift see, that was a problem the with Fast Wii and the Wii Furious. Like they, they pretend like that doesn't happen. Yeah. Okay. They, they do, you, made, do we know what the price will be? Um, no, I heard right, it's been rumored bucks, around, right? two, around 250 to 300 is rumored, which like is like the act- 3ds is already 200, isn't it? Yeah, or, yeah, that's which I think is expensive. For yes, what you're getting. I mean, I don't know, I, I haven't looked at 3ds prices. I have a 3ds, I got it a long time ago. Do you was, still play it? Yes, oh, see, this is we're in a different world. Just, it's also maybe generational, Todd, where. Max technically a millennial, but yeah, and there's also kids. Remember, kids are huge into those games. Like Splatoon is a who Splatoon. It is like it is like a first person shooter, but it's for kids. They shoot paint, and you got to paint the walls, paint the ground, roll over stuff. It's a major, major game for kids. 
Well, look, you can be our correspondent on that level because it's still new to us. Yeah, well, I, I'm let me just give because you... you guys don't know it or like it doesn't mean the rest of the world <laughs> that's doesn't true. like that's it. I, that's, again, that's why. Well, I here's what floor. I do know. This is what I really do like that Nintendo um, has come out with two things. Uh, the first one being the NES Classic, and this looks like the original NES that we all uh, love playing as kids, and it comes stock with 30 classic games like Super Mario Brothers and uh, Legend of Zelda, uh, but in Hacker News, uh, recently they figured out how to hack this thing. turns out it's uh, built on Linux, and they were able to expand and add new games, uh, another 30 games. So I think that's going to be pretty cool because, you know, the hacker community is going to start bringing all those, all our favorite ROMs and they're going to support this device. So, uh, I'm actually pretty excited about that. I could, I could see myself getting one of these. Um, the other second thing I want to mention is of course, super Mario run was released to the Apple iPhone. It's coming soon to uh the google play store you can you can sign up for uh to get notified when it does it's already out uh, it's already out for what for google play oh, no it's not uh oh i'm sorry for android mac, it's, uh, mac yeah. is trying I... desperately to derail your wonderful stories todd about yeah. nes you you... doing what they want <laughs> that's outside of what he remembers as a child picking yeah. up that ds and being and saying he was the only one in the neighborhood that had i one. paid he the gets 10 feisty bucks. when we talk about yeah. nintendo this yeah. happens every time yeah we're not talking about your parents we're just talking about <laughs> a new system relax all right we're all yeah. family here and i'll play with your switch when it comes here you can isolate so. that Oh yeah, the super so Super Mario Run was released uh, for Apple, not Google yet. Uh, again, you can subscribe for a notification. So I'm still waiting for that. I did play it on the iPhone. Uh, did you guys play it? And if so, what did you think? I got I downloaded it. Um, one thing you need to note: if you haven't gotten it yet, it's only free for the first three levels. You have to pay ten dollars for the rest. Yeah, that's where they get. That's you. where they get you, and that's why it was a failure. Is because of the ten dollars, which is way too expensive for the about. 15 levels that it had maybe a failure for you but well, not i don't e- know if it was a failure no, right? the, 90 million people downloaded, downloaded and apparently three percent of that paid the 10 bucks so uh, maybe oscar can run those numbers mr yeah. nba yes but it, well i think stocks it probably like was it. successful the, the stocks how what when did you start becoming a day trader what do you mean i saw i saw there i mean i it's funny when when Pokemon Go came out, Nintendo did not make it. Their stocks flew up. When they make uh, Super Mario Run and it comes out, it looks great. Their stocks plummet. Yeah, I, I, I get that. But I guess my logic is this, is that that company has a lot more going on than Pokemon and the Super Mario Run. So you can't judge a, really a, a, a company by... and and. and you know, for perspectives. Sake. By the way, that that comes to three percent of ninety million yes. comes twenty. So that's twenty-seven million dollars. I, I would that they it. just captured, and they're not going to. That's re- just from the iPhone. They're not going to report that fourth quarter till the, the till the first quarter, which we're just getting into right now. So the perspective of looking at the stock and then comparing it to the actual downloads and conversions—that's something we're not really going to know yet. Now. The idea that some of these hardcore Nintendo fans hate the fact that these titles are now going on to these mobile devices. Oh, I don't I, hate it. Well, they're concerned by it yeah. because they want 
And, and, and to be fair, I could see someone that's a fan of the Nintendo brand. They know and they have enjoyed for years the idea of having a dedicated uh, hardware device to run the games. And there is a threat that if the Super Mario run was get, uh, gangbusters and they converted more than 10% or 20% that they would go away from the hardware. So that is a threat to your what you're currently used to, your norms. I totally understand that. And, and you're not the first person to tell me this because I have uh, my wonderful fiance's uh, soon-to-be brother-in-law. He is a NES guy, and he hates the idea that you can buy these games or, or figure out a way to hack your way into these titles because he loves and he's always loved the way that Nintendo has built their hardware. I'm not a fan of that, you know, but that is that is a departure from the norm. I do love that, but I also am not opposed to them bringing their games to Apple. But they need to make it right. This game, as a, I'll give a game review. I bought the full ten dollars, played the whole thing, played the mini games. It is not a really good game. Okay. It is very repetitive. The you, levels are very limited, it. and it's. I played it for about two or three weeks. I loved it at the beginning, but I have not picked it up in the last five days. And it's. I've beat the. Whole, I, I mean, I could have beat the whole thing in about a couple hours. I. I stretched it out as long as I could, but it was not... It wasn't enough replay value. It wasn't hard. I played it for like 10 minutes. I didn't get hooked on it yeah, either. It was just not... It was fun for a little bit. It has I, the I aesthetic of a Super Mario game, but it really yeah. isn't a Super Mario game. Yeah, it, and it, it's, it doesn't have that same controls of being able yeah. to, you know, dumb control down. your character. Dumb, it was a dumbed-down dumb down version. It, it, it feels yeah. like one of those... Something that's all throughout the App Store already just has Mario on it. Okay, perfect. But so, I give it to Nintendo. I'm happy that they're now supporting mobile. We've and, been talking uh, about that for some time yeah, now. Absolutely. Yep, I, I thought they really screwed up not supporting it a little bit earlier, but maybe um, knowing that they got 90 million downloads just on the iPhone and it's coming to Google's, uh, I think they're. I think that's going to be a, a pretty big success for them. I'd give it to think it's cool that a they're, million downloads. I think they should lower the price, though. I do yeah, think they should do I mean, that soon, probably before they bring it out on the Google uh, you know what? I'm kind of happy they're charging ten bucks because I'm I'm just getting, you know, it, it's so hard to to get people to to spend any kind of money nowadays because they just expect everything to be free. So that yeah. Nintendo's setting a price at ten and everyone's freaking out. Yeah, there like, are no you know, micro uh, transactions at all in the yeah, game. Yeah, which is good. Like people, you pay one I'm, price I, and you're in. Yeah, you know, I don't want to have it's to just log a lot in up front. To open up new levels. You know what I mean? I just give me the game. And I like that approach that they're yeah. taking. If they had more levels, it would have been a lot better. It was just very limited. All yeah. right. That's fair. Speaking of levels and apps, it's time for apps of the week. Let's do that. Gentlemen, who would like to go first? I'll go first because I don't think you, I think you guys would make fun of me. No, no, we don't make fun of you. Never. Actually, we do all the time. Never. We make fun of each other. But please go. I can't <laughs> Maybe wait. twice this episode. Well, my <laughs> app of the week is Reddit. Uh, I'm not punting here. All right, Serena Williams, what are you getting engaged with the guy too? Reddit. <laughs> of all Reddit. people. Well, well, I mean, that app's been, are you going to give me Google next time? Reddit. Really? I'm Look, serious. If you don't want me to pick Reddit, I won't, but i got to be honest with you, I've never used Reddit before. Give me the value proposition. Well, I like the mobile experience. Everyone's gone to Reddit on, on the desktop, but I think they did a really good job with the app. 
Um, and it, and it's a lot easier to read. And, you know, I like to subscribe to a lot of funny channels, like some subreddits, like funny or programmer humor. You can tap on that. And one of the things I like to do before, you know, I want to subscribe to one of the subreddits is I'll tap on the, give me the top posts of all time. Yeah. Yeah. No, you are. I take everything back. You're absolutely right. Reddit. You have this amazing, like you're going to laugh no matter what it is. Like the, you know, they say they're the front page of the internet. It's the wormhole of wormholes. I'm with you. And it has a dark side. It's fun. You know, it's fun to browse the different subreddits. Uh, if you're into Android development, humor or whatever politics, it's all there. And there's something that, um, I think you'll, you'll enjoy. And the mobile app just make, for me, it made it better. Cause I always thought of Reddit as just kind of this crappy forum that's out there on the internet, but the, the app is a, a, a lot, a lot more fun. Uh, but also, uh, I have to give you a full apology, Todd, because the Reddit mobile experience has been pretty slow for me in the past. And as soon as you go to the app to download it, it says view Reddit in the app because you deserve the best. It's 50% faster. So it runs faster through the app. Runs really fast on my Google Pixel. Oh, Let's man. Try. I totally wanted to dog you, but I can't if you're going to have a better experience. <laughs> Just well, don't, I don't. I think most people don't even realize there is a mobile app, so that's why I wanted to pick it. That's don't fair. go to r slash fifty fifty. Well, don't do that. I don't even know what that is, but it sounds nefarious. It's it'll scar you. How do you know about it so much? It's then? it's pretty infamous. Oh well, the, and fact, maybe in your world, what it is, it's there's I a don't you, need to even know about it. Don't go. Is it safe for work? It's not pornographic. Okay, it's well, disgusting. Well, what's disgusting? Then? It's you, when you click on a link, it, you have a 50% chance of it being something hot, something cute, something very nice. And there's a 50% chance to be the most disgusting thing you'll ever see. Man, that's actually interesting. So there's a lot of games that uh, people play online. Thanks for wrecking my app of the week. I <laughs> okay, Oscar, what do you got? Thank you. Pre- moving on. Uh, I've, uh, this is actually, um, I can double down because they're an advertiser on uh, all the podcast platforms. You've got Michael Mara's show. You've got Big Owen Dukes. It's called Soothe, and it's an app where you can get a massage on demand and i gotta tell you that there are some competitors out there but the soothe process beat them all and it's not because uh they gave me one free massage at the start i've been i've been uh ordering them on demand since then and it's interesting todd because you're literally having someone come to your home right and And they set up a table and everything and then boom bam you're done and my my experience with some of these apps in the past has been in business school when I was in, uh, staying overnight in business school and I was looking for some sort of relief and someone would come over and I was stressed out. But Soothe lets me take my masseuse of, of choice, my preference, at least this time around in my experience, and then just reorder like I'm ordering my favorite Domino's pizza. So if I had a great experience with that uh, therapist, I can just re-up uh, with an emoji and I'm good to go. How much is it like to, for a massage? Is it so it varies on hours. You can get an hour and a half. You can get an hour. So you go 60 minutes, 90 minutes, or 120 minutes. And I'll just I'll pull it through right now as we speak. Uh, you're talking about less than $100 for 60 hmm. minutes, which That's is good. pretty good. And, and if you think about it, 
As far as a value proposition is concerned, how many times, if you've ever had any type of physical therapy or just a massage in general, um, have you gone to an establishment, had a, a great therapy session, and then walked out and then road raged home? Like that ruins the process, mm-hmm. right? So the mm-hmm. idea that someone comes to your house and then yeah. you can just go ahead and you know say goodbye and they can move on with their lives and you can just go upstairs and throw on Netflix is pretty cool. No, that is it, it is great that you never have to leave your house. So yeah. that's a pretty cool Soothe. service. Soothe. Check it out. I was I was worried it was going to be some kind of like relaxation app. No, no, but, it's uh, uh it's uh you can use for the, massages. Yeah, TMOS or Bode, uh, either code, either code works. Enjoy use both uh, double down. All right, very Oops. good. A Mac, you got anything? Mac attack. Mine, I I have a really bad game. It's uh called uh, really bad chess. It's called Really Bad Chess? It's called Really Bad Chess. It's for people- It's called 50-50 Chess. <laughs> yes, sure. <laughs> the pieces sometimes move where you want it to go. Sometimes. It's actually somewhat like that. Just because sometimes. Because when you start playing, it's completely random what piece you'll get. You can get five queens, three rocks, What is it no with puns. you? You just- uh, I lit- bet you like to go on Overwatch and play the mystery character, right? The well, mystery mystery game? Sometimes, but- You never know what you're going to get. Occasionally, but no, I mean, this is, I am never good at chess. I'm not good at all. Do you press the I'm lucky button on Google? Oh, I'm never, feeling lucky. Never. Mm, okay. I, I like but, the idea that Mac lives in a different world. Now, it's a corner of the world that we probably won't visit too much, Todd, actual, but it's a different perspective. This is an actually enjoyable game of chess because it's just completely random and it's i mean what's the have, worst hand you've been dealt of chess pieces well i mean it depends on your rank if you're a low rank you'll have a much better set of pieces okay. and then when you get higher it'll turn towards the odds of the what's eight. been the most challenging just give me just uh, one reference point when it was almost all bishops whoa and there was like Ooh. i didn't have any queens and it was just bishops and rooks man that's my entire life does a computer player get the same yeah, pieces get, as you? uh no it, i mean like i said it depends on it's the rank it's uh, somewhat random. It, it, it's kind of weighted, but I mean, some if you if you're higher rank, you'll get worse pieces. They'll get better pieces. But it's called really bad chess. It's called really bad chess. <laughs> All right, I that think those are three like, solid apps. Yeah, right. That sounds cool. One of them. It's like different fighting scenarios. Yeah, for, yeah. I mean, it, strategy, the art of war. At the beginning of the game, it'll ask you know nothing about chess, know about chess, but never play it, or really good at chess, and it'll kind of get you in the right area for uh, how you play. All right. Well, look, as far as the really bad chess, I'm going to try that out. I think that's something different. I want to open up my horizon, broaden my horizons. Reddit will be faster on our phones. And if you'd like to relax, check out Soothe. Use TMOS for the Bode code. Uh, Todd, I think not not so bad. I think a, a nice 2017 start to Tech 411. Absolutely. And I didn't get to talk about the Google Home versus Amazon Echo, but we will talk about that uh, on the next show. Something to course. tease. What do you have yeah. to what do you have to plug before we get out of here? You know, uh, if you have Windows 10 PC, please download my free version of White Noise on, from the Windows Store. Also, if you have an Android phone, I'm uh, having a beta test of my last game I'll ever make. It's called Boxy Border. Whoa. And um, we uh, we've re- early released it on the Google Play Store. So if you'd like to try it out, I'd uh, love to get your feedback. How do people contact you through fee- with the feedback? What, how, what's that component? Like online or on Facebook or a group? Well, yeah, you can just go to the Google Play Store and download Boxy Border, and then there's actually a form there that, you know, if you want to give feedback, you can, and there's an email address. 
Uh, but you can hit me up on Twitter or Facebook if you need the link. Awesome. Perfect. Perfect. Uh, Mac, anything to promote? Nothing to promote. As usual. All right. That's it for our show. Thanks for tuning in, and we'll see you next time. Ciao, ciao. This is the sound. This is Tech 411. The preceding program was brought to you by More Broadcasting. For more information, visit us at morebroadcasting.com.